Toast Live, recorded in front of a live audience. We're at the Brink Lounge, 701 East Washington Avenue, right down the hill from the Capitol Building in Madison, Wisconsin. We're your hosts. I'm Mary Gaines, and this is Chris Wagoner. Thank you all for coming tonight. Arkady Arkan Yushin, guitar virtuoso of American European musical background, master of several guitar styles, started his career in the US as a session musician on countless recording projects and later toured as accompanist for mandolin virtuoso and former musical director of National Public Radio's Prairie Home Companion, Mr. Peter Ostrushko. Arkan has emerged as an in-demand original solo performer, arranger, producer, and composer for theater and film. We're thrilled to have him back on the show Please welcome Arkan. Thank you. 
Welcome back to Madison. Thank you for coming again. I just laughed, Kami. Arkan was here uh, a couple years ago. Maybe it's, it's been as long as three years ago with our friend uh, Chuck Lemans. He was here, and we all, basically that's where we all met, through our friend Chuck Lemans, who lives in Austria. And we all played on his project and sort of were his band there for a little while. Yeah, Chuck put us back together. Yeah. And God bless him for that. Yeah. And also, oh, last year, Terra Sounds Festival, the Terra Sounds uh, Music Fest in oh, Chicago. That, that was for a special event to me, yeah. just because I had you. That, it was cool. <laughs> so that was a, uh, um, basically a Russian community uh, yes, festival. Yes, yes. Yeah. So just some phenomenal bands. Really interesting, because they weren't all, uh, per se, playing Russian music. They're kind of. No. Well, it was a jazz festival. OK. Yeah. yeah. Well, I remember that um, you brought along a little nine-year-old girl who uh, read poetry in between our songs or short phrases, and that really was yeah. special, too. It was a stroke yeah. of genius, actually. Uh, yeah, her name is uh, Leah. She's the daughter of my friends, and uh, well, she's a lovely, lovely kid. Yeah. Arkady had her, uh, came up with phrases that had to do with... Uh, uh, Music, all kinds of interesting and famous quotes. And this little girl came up and read these between the songs, you know, talk about riveting an audience. And she did a wonderful She did wonderful really job. well, she yeah. Did. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You never know when you're working with a kid. So you've been, uh, you are originally from, uh, from Belarus. How long have you been in the States? Because you, did you go, you were at Berkeley College first, Berkeley School of Music, right? Um, well, I've been here maybe now, in January it will be 16 years. Okay. And originally I came as a uh, student of Berkeley. I've, I couldn't stay there very long. It was enough only for a year. But, um, but then I got lucky and I got a scholarship at the Jazz College in Minneapolis. McNally Smith College of Music. It had a different name at that time. So they gave me a full ride. So I thought, okay, I'm, I'm all set. I can yeah. stay in Minneapolis then. <laughs> Yeah. So what, what brought you to Minneapolis? Well, this just accident that... Uh, well, well, th this kind of a special circumstances. That I, I took a summer break and uh, ended up... It came to, came, came to Minneapolis and ended up playing an audition at um, McNally Smith. And uh, yeah, they really gave me a great deal of a welcome there. And, 
uh, I was all set to stay in Minneapolis. And then at some point you hooked up with uh, Peter Strushko, who if, if you don't know, Peter was, it's, it, uh, for quite a long time, was the music director of Prairie Home Companion, and uh, just a phenomenal uh, mandolin player, multi-instrumentalist, fiddle player, you know, songwriter. And you toured with him for several years. Uh, yeah, it's, I think it was around 2002 that um, we've met on one of the music events. Actually, first time I've met him on a Bob Dylan 60th birthday that they regularly celebrate in Minneapolis. And <laughs> there was a whole lot of bands performing and uh, I played in a band with him. The band what was put together before going on stage, like two minutes before the going on stage. <laughs> And uh, that's where we first met, on stage. Yeah. And then somehow he was uh, looking for an immediate replacement of the guitarist. And I was passing down the hallway. And he asked me for my like tape or whatever. And he called me a week from then and asked me for, uh, for to meet him for a lunch and uh, to discuss a possibility working together. And I've been grateful to that occasion since then. So it's not only being in the right place at the right time, it's being ready to deliver the goods. <laughs> yeah. I, I suppose we're not really looking for an answer for, for that one. But yeah. Yeah. So playing with Peter, and now his, his roots are uh, from Poland, I believe. Is that right? Of Ukraine. Uh, Ukraine. Uh, he's a son of Ukrainian immigrants. He, he's never been to Ukraine, okay. you know, but he speaks somewhat Ukrainian. Like he says, that's kind of a Ukrainian that they spoke in 1920th. Okay. Like whatever he learned from his parents. And uh, well, he got somewhat collection of Ukrainian tunes, but he doesn't really play them. He plays a lot of his, well, the most of, the, of his original music at the shows. And uh, it sounds as American as you ever can imagine. Was that, I know that you, uh you were into John McLaughlin. We'll talk a little bit about that later, but um, from your Berkeley connections and actually from your, your, your previous uh, life. Yeah. But uh, uh, coming to the Midwest, how was that? Was that your first kind of taste of uh, Midwest music? No, it wasn't the first one. Well, f first I came, you know, I did the same thing that all the musician, new musicians do, you know, when they're new in town. You open up this you know, newspaper with the classifieds, whoever needs a guitarist and calling all the numbers, and you go to the blues jam sessions. That was my start. You know. <laughs> Didn't you used to play a, a different style of music back in Belarus? Um, uh, I guess I was more of blues fusion guitarist. Okay. It's like fundamentally blues, but my aspirations were like Robin Ford and uh, mm -hmm. those, those kind of a players, Larry Carlton. Yeah. So still pretty jazzy, kind of jazz based. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, in, um, in, in, in Minneapolis, I got uh, very kind of the closest acquaintances with the bluegrass musicians. And it's actually on the, it was my secret that I, I really strongly desired that to get closer to um, to this kind of music and like, and just I was hoping to meet somebody and to learn to play to play just exactly that. Uh, eventually, this uh, well, 
didn't go further into the bluegrass scene, you know, but I, I got really to play, I got to play with the bluegrass musicians. Uh, I've been taking some lessons from the guitar players who are not necessarily that famous, you know, but they've been hilarious, you know, uh, performers, and I'm, I'm, that eventually ended up in, in my music. Because you know, yeah. originally it was the purpose for me to come to this country. It's a collect uh, all this variety of guitar styles so I can you know, use them in my music. Well, this, this next tune is, uh, or the next couple tunes, is kind of an answer to your, uh, this mid, these Midwest roots and this, this bluegrass. I, I love this tune when you first brought it and showed it to us. And, uh, and uh, you'll, you'll hear the bluegrass roots in here, but you, you come, mm -hmm. it's, I mean, you're doing like the banjo part and the guitar part and the mandolin part. <laughs> All at once, I think. And the fiddle part, thank you. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, let's do it. I'm, I'm, I'm ready, I'm ready. Guys, I'm so happy to, <laughs> to have you again. Thank you. 
when you were at Berkeley. I mean, we, we've had the pleasure of sitting around many afternoons and, and uh, jamming and playing and listening to Arcadi going, hey, check this out. <laughs> what? What was that? Um, and uh, such a, a mix of di different styles. Um, and if you could slow it down a little, <laughs> a little bit and count it out, I don't know. We, your first exposure to John McLaughlin and Shakti? Was that uh, a, yeah, yeah, I was a teen, maybe not a teen, not, not even a teen yet. Yeah. Uh, I was kind of a, adopted by a group of uh, musicians and uh, um, well, the guys who were much, much older, uh, they, they took me in to, you know, to teach me uh, music and just have me around. I was uh, substituting them once in a while. And uh, they've been feeding me with whatever they've been listening to. And one of those tapes uh, was the Shakti. Um, I, I was kind of hypnotized by that music for some secret, secret reason. And out of all the influences that I had back in those days, I guess that one stayed where I, to, to this day. That's when later on I figured that I have this kind of a natural attachment to the music of other cultures. Part of that was uh, growing in that country there, which is a former Soviet Union. It was a union of the 15 different kind of big nations with own languages, with own music culture, with own history. And I, I felt I felt I was felt that I'm blessed, you know, to have access to their culture, and to their music specifically. It's really so special. But coming here, like it's not the like 15 nations in the U.S. We've got everybody, yeah. and having this variety you know, really been a special, you not know, spiritual and aesthetic food for me for for all these years. So yeah. I hear this connection in your playing, especially being a guitar player, this sort of cross. Is there a crossover between somewhere between, you know, the Indian raga and the type of rhythms they're playing and the type of rhythms a flamenco guitar player plays, for instance? Is there... Uh, yeah? Um, I, I wouldn't know the okay. exact <laughs> answer for that question. <laughs> Never mind. See what you think here. Um, you think you think we can play something? Yeah. So what's the what's the story behind this particular song? Um, the tune called Nonfiction. I don't remember the reason I gave it that title, but uh, so I'll have to confess that's the tune. What uh, in my influences of the Shakti music gave me uh, like material for an inspiration for writing that particular tune. Um, um, no, I think I wrote it. I wrote it for the reason to submit it to the 
band who was playing Shakti music, so they would, you know, consider me as a guitarist, but no, they never did. Yes, 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 that's a, that's a true reason. <laughs>
So this is kind of a new tune for us, uh, Pacific. This was called, that was called Nonfiction. And uh, you can find out more about Arkadi, Arkan Yushin, at ReverbNation.com slash, Arkadi, what was the last part of that? Arkan Guitars. ReverbNation.com slash Arkan Guitars. Thank you. 
through Arkadi Arkan Yushin. Yeah. So this is uh, a point where we kind of came back together. Um, Arkadi was gone for a few months, several months. Just got back from Amsterdam. Six weeks. Six weeks. And, I, I uh, thought it was three just months. Just seems like a year. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but he just got back from Amsterdam uh, from a stint as a music producer, composer, and solo musician for a really interesting, uh, very successful production of a kind of a controversial new play. Well, not so much controversial as just um, heart-wrenching and, and deep and <laughs> full. Um, but before we ask, I wanted to ask you before before you ask you to describe the play. Can you tell us a little bit what the preparation was like for this? I mean, there was this, this crazy description of the writing process and working with this as you guys developed this together. What was that like? Um, yeah, we had just six weeks for putting the play together, what was to be premiered in a Royal Theatre in, in Amsterdam. And when we got together, uh, well. It, it was a surprise personally for me. I didn't know that there is a no story, no roles being distributed, no text. There is nothing really is put together. And actually, it is the style. It is a technique of work of, of work of this theater. Uh, it's a they call Belarus free theater. It's uh, and apparently there is about ten about 10 theater groups who use that technique of building the body of the, of the play. The director was putting the play together based on uh, attitudes of the actors. Actors have been, for three first week, actors been submitting uh, attitudes on a you know, given subject. And I was hoping that I'm going to start working on music like from a day one, but no, I had just only the last two weeks left when all the scenes I actually started building up. And they started becoming clear, so I kind of knew what, I'm wor knew what to work on. But before that, I was just uh, pr producing immediate music for those etudes. It was 105 etudes those actors built for to submit to the director for consideration and uh, like 98 of them were you know, flushed down the toilet and we were left to work only with seven of them. And uh, it was amazing to see what people from other you know, fields of art, what they do, what, what is this actual, their imagination and to reflect on their work, it was very not like challenging. They they helped me to develop some another scene, another vision of what things can be, what you can use, what kind of inspiration you can use to uh, to build some piece of art. So not only were you um, not given any kind of uh, written direction. You were also working with people, well, a lot of the company were Belarusian, so you spoke the same language, but I would think, and then you said, uh, like, one of them was from England, or? Uh, we had one actress uh, from the US, uh, one actress from Amsterdam. Uh, she's Australian, actually, <laughs> Australian Aborigine. 
and uh, so how were you one able actor to from England and two thirds were from Belarus and yeah. What language did you Belarus. converse in? Uh, we had an interpreter working on site. That's actually a girl who did the most of the work. Everything being interpreted, everything. Yeah. All the conversations between actors with the director among each other. And we had a unique person, a choreographer, working with with us. Uh, lots of lots of scenes were made. They had kind of a choreography, choreographic, uh, well, way of presenting certain, you know, of the subject yeah. of the scene. And uh, I got to work with this. Uh, a choreographer closer, because uh, at, at the time when nobody really knew what it's going to be, uh, her more or less she was on a right on the spot. She's kind of had her own idea. She knew what she was building, and well, just um, as a composer and a provider of music for uh, her creation, we got to work close together. And so, what the, were the stories about? Uh, here's the, the crux. <laughs> the uh, play itself, it's a. Statement of protest uh, uh, against capital punish punishments, uh, against capital punishment, mm -hmm. and uh, directors, uh, two directors of the theater group there from Belarus. It's the uh, last country in uh, Europe with using capital punishment, and there was uh, six other stories from six other countries, uh, mostly about recent events of uh, assassination. Um, uh, capital punishment or or disappearance, like in this yeah. story of uh, Argentina. Yeah, what, what, Kidna what is uh, this? Kidnapping. This is a, a, a beautiful and, and terribly sad story behind this particular tango that you wrote for this play. But yeah, one of the seven stories, it was a segment story uh, of uh, about Argentinian events about 40 years ago during the, uh, the genocide time and uh, uh, how that f story followed to the events about four years ago. Uh, so it was a time when undesired people and desired to the regime, they've been kidnapped, taken to the forest and uh, executed there with, with no judgment and buried there without, you know, grave sign of any kind. And just happened that one person escaped that assassination and was in a hiding for 40 years up until New government decided to bring to justice those criminals of um, war, and he apparently was the only witness who could point those uh, government officials who been taking part in those assassinations and kidnappings. And he happened to disappear day before the court and was found in that particular famous forest on that particular site of. Um, assassination and all the director uh, Nikolai Halesin all he had all the material he had it's one paragraph from a you know newspaper 
about the fact of the disappearance of this only witness um, that he was found, that was only documentary um, fact. Uh, there was no no story, no dialogues, no lines, no visions, nothing. We had to we had to come up with something to tell the story. So eventually, we decided to put all this documentary information in the form of a subtitles on a wall. And the rest of the story was told by two actors. Uh, it's an actor and actress who learned uh, tango and. They've been dancing on this single spotlight, and as the uh, story followed in the subtitles, first two parts of the tango, they danced it as a just said tango, but third part of the tango, the dancer was dancing with a dead partner. He was just hanging on her shoulders, and she was dancing, carrying him around. And I was there to write the music, so I had to write a tango. So um, um, among all the other compositions that I had to write, that one probably was the kind of the most, the easiest one. I don't know to write because all the rest of it, I had to write music for for torture, for assassination, for execution, and. Uh, uh, yeah, well, we can play this tango for you. What what name you give it? Tango de Muerta? Yeah. I, I had to give it some kind of a title when I was writing it, and so I gave it title Tango of Death, because last tango was taken already. <laughs> but Chris, Chris suggested uh, Tango de Muerta. Everything sounds better in French. That's okay, we're not sure either. Oh, that one can use a like, more open effect on a guitar.
We have time for a couple more tunes, a couple solo tunes here. Arkady, Arkan Yushin. Thank you. 
Mr. Arkady Arkan Yushin. ReverbNation.com slash Arkan Guitars. A-A-R-K-A-N. That's right. We'd like to give special thanks to Andy Lavalle from Bear Sound, our technical producer and recording engineer. Adam Baranek, our front of house engineer. Taylor Ryan, our audio intern. Kyle Austin, our video intern. Alice Dusler, our camera operator. The Brink Lounge and WORT 89.9 FM. Thanks for listening. Thank you.